Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. If you're new with us and I haven't met you before, my name is Marty and uh, like Rachel said, we get the great privilege of leading this location of Elevation Church and it's great to have you here on this amazing Legacy Legacy Sunday. So right now, um, you are receiving a little seed. Yep, we can go. Let's go get them all out there. Uh, You're receiving a seed in a packet. Now, if you're wondering what, if you're a real gardener and you're wondering what type of seed it is, it is a broad bean seed. A broad bean seed. Who, who loves broad beans? Three people. Wow, so good. <laughs> no, four. We've got, we've got, we've got, we've got, a, we've got a couple more. Um, and you might be wondering, okay, what is the significant, what is like the spiritual significance of a broad bean? Um, the answer is probably not much, um, but... But broad bean seeds are quite large in terms of the seed kingdom, and they package up quite well in, I might grab one of those as well if that's okay, and they package up quite well uh, with, our, with our legacy branding here as well. So, so, so we, we took a bit of biblical creative license and went with broad beans. The, um, you know, the Bible mentions another seed, which I'll get to in a second, but um, but what, what I want to do today in this short message, then we're going to sing um, that amazing new song again, House of, House of Miracles, um, is I want to talk about the miracle of seed. So the miracle of seed. Now, I know that we all know this, but I'd just love you to look at the screen um, for a second, please. We're going to show you this picture. This is a field of broad bean plants. That have, that, have, that, have, that have been planted. Quite, quite a large one, right? Now, if we all planted our broad bean seeds in good soil, if we, we can just leave that photo up there, sorry. If we all planted our broad bean seeds in good soil um, and we watered it and we cared for it or we found the five best gardeners in the church that were green thumbs and not black thumbs, so, you know, we, we might need that to, to help look after it for us. This is what it would become. And so I, I want you to do this is for all the kinesthetic learners. I want you to do something for me. I want you to hold up your seed right now, like in front of, in front of your eyes. Yep, let's everyone hold it up, hold it up, hold it up, hold it up, hold it up. All right. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to look at the seed, and then I want you to look around at the other seeds, and I want you to look at the screen. Okay, this is what this can become. This is the, the potential of that is in this. I, I know this is like gardening 101. We all know this, but isn't it amazing? Isn't it a miracle, the miracle of seed? You know, sometimes we get used to things like this and we actually miss the miracle of it. Jesus, speaking about this similar concept, says this in Mark chapter 4, verses 30 to 32. Um, it says, and he said, that's Jesus, and he said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God Or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when is sown on the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Okay, so the Bible talks about seed. In fact, right here somewhere is... I know we've probably all seen one of these. 
well, is a mustard seed. Can, can you see it? No, that's why we use broad bean seeds. Okay, that's why we're right, right. But, but once again, this little thing will become, if we can show the, uh, the next photo, please, that would be great. This becomes that. So that's a, that's a, a mustard tree from Israel. So this, actually, okay, can we just be really honest for a second? This is from Bunnings. This probably won't become that, but just, just, just go with me, right? This is probably not an Israeli like mustard seed, but um, we did taste the seeds. You can throw these in salads, apparently. But, but anyway, so just go with me, right? So this can become that. You see, the, Jesus speaks this in, in Mark chapter 4, as we just read, and the Jewish people that he was speaking to at the time, that they, they were looking for a Messiah. The, the popular expectation of the time was that God's kingdom would come suddenly all at once, that, that they were going to be set free from the Roman rule and Roman oppression. But, but Jesus here talks about the power of seed because he's teaching them that God's kingdom commences inconspicuously. It starts small, it, it grows slowly but steadily, and then will reach its glorious climax at the second coming of Christ. That's what we believe about the kingdom of God. In fact, if you think about it like this, even Jesus came as a seed. Jesus came as a seed, uh, a, a baby born, not, not a fully grown human man, but, but a baby. Jesus came as a seed. And I know I mention this every time I talk about it, but I think it's worth it. Lived in pretty much obscurity on this earth for 30 years before his ministry started. I, I think we often skip over that. 30, like the Son of God in flesh, on the earth for 30 years, looking like nothing's happening. But what was it? He was in a seed form. And, and then suddenly Jesus' ministry starts to grow. Once again, it's in seed form, so it starts, it starts small. But then it rises, and after three years, he's stirred up the whole of Israel, that it's, that it's you know, moved out into the surrounding region. And, and then as he's entering Jerusalem... They're laying down palm leaves. He's riding a donkey. They're shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna in, in, in the highest. This, this thing that was a seed 33 years ago now is starting to sprout and come up. But then a short time later, as we probably know, he was crucified. And again, the kingdom of God on earth goes back to seed form. In fact, speaking about his own death and resurrection in John 12, 24, Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. So the crowds are gone. Only a few remain. And once again, the seed starts to grow. It starts to sprout. In the Bible, we flip through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then the next book in um, book of the Bible we get to is the book of Acts. And so by Acts 2, this seed that looked like it had sprouted, but now it looks like it's gone back down again, has now got to 120 people that are in an upper room. They're all waiting on the Holy Spirit there. You know, maybe, no, maybe they weren't seeing fresh wind, but something similar like that, right? They were gathered 
ready. And once again, the Holy Spirit falls on their lives. There's power. They're filled with boldness. They proclaim God's kingdom. The gospel starts again to grow, and it moves out of Jerusalem into Judea, into Samaria, and then to the outmost parts of the earth until right now, 2,000 years later, they estimate there's 2.6 billion Christians on the face of the planet, close to a third's population. Why? All from a small seed in a small Jewish town as part of a small Jewish sect, we have what has blossomed and grown. There is miracle in seed. There's miracle in seed. The year is 1999. Some of you remember it. Some of you weren't even born, so you don't, so you don't remember it. Um, but I was in year 11 at school. Um, people were freaking out about the Y2K bug. Who remembers that? Like, quick, update your Windows operating system because if it gets to double zero on the end, like, the world's going to end. Planes are going to fall out of the sky. You know, crazy, um, you know, prophets were saying, it's the end of the world. It's all, you know, this is Jesus coming back. I'm a 17-year-old Christian male who is unmarried, so I'm praying, God, please don't come back yet because, you know, (laughs) you know, But besides having that on my mind, the other thing uh, that I have on my mind is what am I going to do when I finish school? I think I want to leave the regional New South Wales town slash city where I live and move to Sydney and, and, and study drums at university. Yes, you can spend 40K of hex fees learning how to hit untuned instruments. Who would, who would have thought it's amazing? That's what I think I want to do. Anyway, I go and speak to my pastor's about that, and uh, Gary and Cheryl Morton, they were, they were my first pastors, and Cheryl says to me, well, that could be a problem because how are you going to run a youth life group if you move to Sydney? And just those, like that little seed, like really tiny little seed of a word just got in my heart and got in my head, and it was actually annoying and aggravating to, to, to begin with. But I, I don't know whether she knew it at the time, probably not, but God was moving on that seed. God was moving on that word over my life, and God did a transformation in my heart so that by the end of year 12, I was going to a ministry training school instead of you know, learning how to, how, to, how to hit things. Can I tell you, there is miracle in seed. There's miracle in seed. And, and so the big question really is, is always, when it comes to these things, is why? Like, why, why is there a miracle in seed? Well, in, in nature, the simple answer is because God designed it that way. You see, God just didn't have some, like, creative meeting where he, you know, got the board table out. It's like, okay, spirit, son, let's come in. You know, we'll bring in a couple of key angels, Gabriel, Michael. All right, let, let, let's brainstorm this thing. You know, whiteboard up, you know, no idea is a bad idea. Let's just throw it up on the board, see what, see what happens, right? How are we going to create this earth? Like, what are, what are we going to do? What, what are we going to put in place? God didn't work like that. What he does is that he creates out of who he is, See, the Bible says this in Psalm 19, verse 1 and 2. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. You see, God created, like I said, out of who He is. The natural world reflects the nature of God. It communicates kingdom attributes, what we believe about God. So, so, so God just didn't, create the world this way for whatever reason, you know, because they ate too much pizza at the kids' party and came up with that sort of idea. No, no, this is who he is. He's a God of seed. He's a God that works miracles 
in seed. And so we, we need to understand, okay, why is this thinking important for us? What principles does this place and can we put in our own lives, particularly on Legacy Sunday, as we're giving an offering, as we're sowing a seed, as we're believing God for a harvest? And so I want to share these couple with you. They are very, I want to tell you, they are very simple. You're going to be like, so I'm setting the bar low, right? They're very, you're not going to be like, wow, that is so profound. No, they're very simple. Number one is this, you can write it down. Um, you release the seed, you don't hold it. I told you, very simple, very simple. You release the seed, you don't hold it. That broad bean seed that you're holding in your hand right now, there's potential and power right in here. The markings of a broad bean tree are all ready right in this little space right here. But not if we just hold it. Now, if it stays in this nice bag, you know, with the legacy branding and you put it on your fridge with a magnet to remind you that you're sowing seed, that's great. Awesome. We love that. Maybe that was the point. But if we do that, we actually miss the potential of what's in here. Because this has to be released so that its, so that it's potential can be realized. You see, it has to be released, and I believe that God has given us all seed. He's given us a seed in the form of time. How we use it, where we invest it or plant it will determine the harvest. If we just hold all of our time to ourselves, we will limit the potential of it. Why? Because there's seed in our time. I know I'm literally preaching to the converted because you're here on a Sunday morning. But uh, when we attend church regularly, what are we doing? It's a seed investment for our own lives. And if we're, if we're raising children, it's a seed investment into our family's lives to say we honor the house of God. It's, it's not just something that we, that we do, but I want to tell you, you're taking a seed of your time and saying, I'm going to speak a legacy out to my family, to my friends, to people that I influence. When we go out of our way to help others, when we invest time into relationships, even when it may feel uh, easier to, to isolate or to run away, maybe there's been some hurt or something there, but when you step in into relationships that you know are important, say, I'm going to invest some time in here. What are you doing? You are sowing seed of your time. There's seed in our time. There's seed in our gifts, in our abilities, in our talents. We can just hold them for ourselves, use them to build our own kingdoms of comfort. However, when we invest those abilities and those skills and those giftings to glorify God and help others, what is it doing? It's sowing seed. It's sowing seed. Every time you serve or lead in the life of this church, you're investing seed. Toddler jam on a Wednesday morning, you're investing seed. Host team on a Sunday, you're investing seed. Wherever you serve in this place, you are sowing seed. But, but not only that, not only here, every time you invest your, uh, what you're good at to lift someone else up, to help out at kids' sport, to volunteer in community groups, to help make your workplace better, you are investing seed. I'm always blown away by the number of people in this church that are, uh, that are in key places of influence. They're on the boards of schools. They're you know, invested into in into sporting clubs. What you're doing, I, I want to tell you, what you are doing, you are investing seed of time in there. You are making a difference. God has placed you there on purpose as a seed. It's not just something that you do, but it's something that you plant and you release. There's seed in our finances. The Bible says it like this in 2 Corinthians 
uh, Paul, who wrote Corinthians, is writing to the church in Corinth, and he's been speaking particularly, very practically, about an offering that they're taking up for the church in Jerusalem. And, and he says this to Corinthians 9, verses 10 to 12. He says, He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, just, just pause there for a second. Paul is saying here that God, that, that, that's the he in this verse, he who supplies, talking about God. Paul is saying that that God will provide both seed, something to be released, and bread, something to be used to provide for personal family needs for our goals and our dreams. So so he makes that distinction. He says in in your finances, God gives you both seed and bread. You're not supposed to give all of your bread away and live destitute on, on, on the streets, just praying and believing God in faith. No, no, he's given us wisdom And he's given us a a spiritual ear to hear what God is saying, to understand that we have both seed and bread. And then he goes on, so now he's speaking specifically about seed. Um, He supplies seed to sow and bread for food. will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but it is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. You see, there is seed in our finances. There is seed in the sowing of money, in the giving of money to God through the local church. And so I, I want to speak about the areas that our, our sowing with this legacy offering will go to. But I don't want to just give them because they're, because they're information. But, but I want us to catch vision. Like this is, this is seed. We're, we're believing this is, the, this is the start. This is part of the journey. This is, not, this is not the end. So, you know, when we give to legacy, we're putting seed into youth. We're putting seed into young people. We believe the next generation, that as Elevation Youth continues to expand and for the second year we believe our youth camp will, will do this where, where dreams are received and eternities are changed. It will pull together our young people will connect them not only to God but to each other and then across the wider church as we see uh, other churches in our wider movement coming in to this camp. But I, I, I want to tell you there is, there's a power of seed for young people. And maybe a seemingly small broad bean seed today is going to produce a big harvest in our, in our young people. There's power, there's miracle in seed. When we give to legacy, when we sow seed, we're, we're putting seed into our, our church physically with the extension that we're uh, believing for out the back there. But the harvest is not in the building, the harvest is in the people that are impacted. The, the, the harvest is in uh, the fact that we're breaking new ground. I've mentioned this a couple of times, but um, besides the alfresco area outside, which we're very uh, thankful for, and that was actually done through Legacy in 2020, maybe. Uh, the, you know, once you're over 40, all the years just mash together now. So it's a, you know, 2020, 2021, something like, something like that. But besides that, we haven't, this building hasn't physically been expanded since it was built 22 years ago. But what are we doing when we're giving is we're, we're, we're seed for the future. 
It's seed to break new ground. It's seed to make a difference in young people's lives. That as children go into that space that we're creating out there, that we believe dreams and vision will be placed in their heart as they worship God at, at a young age, as they hear God's word at a young age, it puts foundation and it sows seed of the gospel and the kingdom into their, into their lives. When we give to legacy, we are sowing seed into the Solomon Islands. We've, we've talked about this before. We've, we've shown some of the impact there. We, we, we're training pastors in that nation to see churches planted and see a nation transformed. Seed literally being sent somewhere where you may not have been. Balasuna in the Solomon Islands is not exactly, you know, high on the uh, holiday to-do list. Okay, maybe we'll, we'll get opportunity to go there as a missions trip. But as we sow seed, we are literally sowing it to somewhere where we may never go. As we give to Legacy, we're sowing seed into our staff team into individuals that consistently and constantly sow their lives into others. And as you give, you partner with them. When we give to the legacy, we're placing seed into the community services space. As we partner with other organizations to lift up the vulnerable, that we display the heartbeat of the gospel in very practical ways and lift people out of circumstances of poverty and, and bring dignity and respect and show them, literally show them the hands and feet of Jesus Christ as we make a, as we make a difference in their lives. When we, when we give to Legacy, we're sowing seed together with our other locations to see worship and creativity grow and expand throughout our church that in an even greater way, we'll see God glorified, people raised up, songs developed that draw people to the love of Jesus Christ. So number one is this simple, really simple. So we release a seed, we don't hold it. Number two, maybe as Ben can just come and join me on the keys. Number two is this nearly just as simple, probably more so, you've got to plant it. That's all it is, you've got it, you've, you've got to plant it. We don't, just, we don't just throw it anywhere. If I scatter these must, mustard seeds, hopefully the worship team don't trip over them later, but we all know... <laughs> that's right, that's right. Can someone do a risk assessment for that, please, just quickly before, no, I'm joking. Um, the risk assessment is don't throw seed on the stage. Okay, so, um, but, but if we just scatter seed anywhere, we, we, we all know this. There is no mustard tree coming up in the middle of this platform next week. You, you, won't, you won't come and be like, oh, it's sprouting, look at that, it's all, it's all going. We, we know that's not gonna happen because you don't just throw it anywhere, you intentionally plant it in good soil. And in, honestly, and in all humility, we believe that this church, we believe that this God-given vision is good soil. In, in all humility, we, we, we believe that. We've, we've put this to God. I know that sounds very like out there, but we, we, we believe this is, this is what God has for us. And, and I believe that as we, as we sow seed, Financially, in this place, we, it's sowing it into good soil. Paul, again, 1 Corinthians 3, 6, says this. It says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. God gave the growth. What, what, what are we called to do with this, with this seed, of, seed of time, seed of abilities and gifts, and, and specifically today because it's Legacy Sunday, the, um, the seed of finances. What do we do with it today? We, we, we release it. 
We don't try and control it. And we, and we plant it intentionally somewhere. We plant it intentionally. We, we, we believe in this church that we plant it here. Why? Because we're making a difference in this city. We want to see transformation come. We want to see lives change. We want to, we want to see the same uh, grace and love that you've experienced finding Christ. We want to see that multiplied out into our city, into our state, into our nation and beyond. We want to see that multiplication happen. One of the areas that I didn't mention before in our, in our giving that, those areas of seed that we give to is that we believe that there's, that there's churches to be planted out of this church. What, what does that look like at the moment? Probably looks like this. Probably looks like a mustard seed. But, but we believe in this legacy, you're going to take a first step to put aside funds so that in the future, somewhere in WA, and I really narrowed it down, probably Perth or south of, whoops, somewhere, <laughs> they're so small, man. Somewhere there's going to be a seed. Maybe there's a seed of a pastor in here. Maybe there's a seed of a worship leader in here. I can't swap hands and do that. <laughs> That's why I did Broadbeans. Maybe, maybe in, in the kids' ministry, maybe currently chowing down on a um, cheese pizza is some like seven-year-old boy who God's placing dream and vision in their heart to do, to step in faith and do something amazing for, for Christ. Maybe in business, maybe in ministry, maybe in, in education, maybe in media. Why? Because we believe that there is power in seed. And so today, um, our heart and our prayer, as it has been uh, the whole month, is that would you ask God for how He would like you to be part of this? There's no pressure from us. There's no thing about comparison between people. It's simply God, okay, how, how have you called me to be a part of this? We, 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 which part of my income is seed? And what have you called me to sow in for these, for these next 12 months. And so the way that, the way that we do that is we have um, these legacy cards. There's probably one in the seat in front of you or one on the seat next to you or you're awkwardly sitting on one at, at the moment. And what we'd love you to do is, um, is fill out one of these. There's a few different ways that you can give. Um, you can give a one-time offering. Uh, you can give over and above for a, um, you know, a, a weekly commitment. For, for Rachel and I, we do a combination, but mostly mostly that. And I'd love to invite you to fill in one of these. Um, what we're going to do is in, in a moment, uh, maybe the rest of the worship team can actually join me. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to sing House of Miracles again, and we're going to uh, allow God just to come in and speak to us, and let His power and His presence inspire us. And so I'd love you to fill out one of these. Uh, if you're giving, and then we'll pray over them. Uh, then at the end of the service, you can just simply place these in our red spots. We keep these confidential. Uh, it's really only myself and um, Emma Ferguson, who uh, works in our, our admin team that, that, that sees these. Uh, so we keep them confidential, and it helps us know, okay, this is what's happening for the next 12 months. It gives us a point of faith to go, you know what? We're, we're, we're believing with this person for, for increase. We're, we're believing together as a church that will make a difference. Uh, if you're giving uh, cash today, 
uh, for it. There's a legacy envelope at the next steps area. We'd love you to put it in the legacy envelope. So we have that separated out from our regular giving and that can just go in the red spots as well. But uh, across this place, I'd love you to bow your heads in prayer. We're going to pray and then we're going to worship God. God, we thank you right now for the privilege that it is to come before you. That God, as we give,